everybody. Back again with No Regrets Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Morton, and joined by my beautiful wife. I'm Carla. Carla. I was starting to laugh because Johnny says joined again just because we had been uh, re- recording what well, we thought was recording, but we really weren't recording earlier. So. Yeah, we've done that before. Yeah, Luckily, so, this was in the very beginning. Yeah, we anyway. have done a whole podcast and not recorded. And realized that I never hit the record yeah. button. So, but we're live. We are now live, I guess, but yeah, we're it live. won't be live to well, Yeah, but when we're live when they it. listen. Okay. Yeah, hopefully we'll be we're live. We're live to them when they listen. All okay. right, let's get on with it. Session number three. Session three of? The five questions. Five questions. We talked about the five questions. It's one of the tools we use in our coaching, in our premarital counseling or preparation, however you want to call it. We talk about a lot of our seminars, and it's about being intentional in your marriage. And it's just such a simple tool that if you'll commit to do it on a regular basis, we encourage you once a week, just ask these five questions of each other. So just a quick review, and maybe you're catching it for the first time. We hope you'll go back and uh, and check and, out the and, other two. Catch yeah. up on this. But the five questions, we've already gone through the first four. How did you feel loved or appreciated this past week? How can I love you well this coming week? How can I pray for you this week? And number four, how can I serve or encourage you this week? And that brings us to the last one. And I know I've said this before and people thought I wasn't being serious, but (laughs) Carla often says this is her favorite question of the Hmm. five. And before your mind goes to looking when you hear the question, don't think that because it talks about both sex and intimacy. And we know that intimacy is more than just sex. Yes. And so question number five, how would you like to be pursued in sex and intimacy this week? Now, you got to admit, that's a pretty powerful question if you're willing to ask your spouse that. The question, are you willing to answer that? Yeah, ask and answer. Yeah. So I think it's kind of cool because, again, and we've talked about this a little bit in the the last two sessions. So, again, go back and check that out. But the idea of this is a place in our marriage and part of doing the questions is where it's not a game playing. It's really getting to a level of intimacy and connection where you say what you want and need. And that's a healthy place to get. So this question, again, gets at one aspect of a relationship, which is saying, how would you like to be pursued this week in that that area? And so I love it because I get to say what might be pleasing to me this week. And then Johnny gets to do the same. And as we get into this question, I want to emphasize, it talks about, it says sex and intimacy. And sex is one part of physical intimacy. You can be physically intimate without having sex, so to speak. But it also, I think, is an invitation to the other types of intimacy. We've often said, if you go back, we did a whole series on physical intimacy, on the incredible gift of sex that God gave us. But there's other types of intimacy and really... Sexual intimacy is often going to be how good that is, depending on how intimate you feel in other areas. I was going to say, there is such a thing, um, if I may be so bold to say, there is such a thing as probably good sex, fun sex, physical connection just in and of itself. But the reality is, if you do not have 
a spiritual and or emotional connection with this person at the end of the day, so to speak, it is going to ring a little hollow. There is a momentary pleasure in it, but if that is all there is because the other two elements of intimacy are not there in the sense of just saying a spiritual and an emotional kind of intimacy. And emotional can look at several, could have several facets off of it. But you know what I'm saying by the idea of connection, like you are connected to this other person and the ultimate expression of that can be in that physical intimacy, but man, it can ring hollow at the end of the day if that is all there is. So this is an opportunity to say, yeah, we want that to be great and it should be great. It should be awesome. But this is also a place to explore other ways to experience some of that. Yeah. And so in talking about Let's, uh, let's talk about the other types of intimacy, then we'll hone in on the last one, the idea of physical and sexual intimacy. You know, I love the idea that you said that without the spiritual and emotional, and I think you can add in their intellectual and experiential intimacy, that all those different aspects, that really physical intimacy, sex becomes what God designed it to be when you have all those other, other aspects. Things. That it's sort of this thing that, you know, a literally mind-blowing experience sex can be because it is something that when you have those other aspects, it just, it literally gives you this connection and satisfaction from it that just the pure physical relationship without all those others will never, ever give you. No, it won't. And that is why, unfortunately, when people don't have the other and they're moving from person to person to person experience, that kind of thing, that is why it is hollow. That is why there's an emptiness there that really doesn't deeply satisfy. You know, one of the things we often talk about is that your relationship as a whole is only going to be as healthy as all the different aspects of your relationship. Um, you know what I mean by that? I mean, if obviously you're having physical decline, that's going to impact your whole marriage relationship. If you're having some real emotional struggles and issues, whether it be depression or something else, that's going to impact your whole relationship. Um, when it comes to intimacy, it's the same thing that you really, you want to look at all those different levels and different aspects of intimacy that somebody wants. Uh, such as example, so when we're asking this question, hey, how can I pursue you this week in sex and intimacy? It's an invitation, not just sex, but it's an invitation to how can I pursue you in all those other areas of intimacy as well? And so it might be surprising that your spouse may say something that doesn't have anything to do with sex, <laughs> but hey, I just really want to spend time with you this week. Yeah, can we that's just why take, I love this question because yeah, I can we drive take a it. day? Can we? And maybe it's you can't do it because you're work week. But next Saturday, can we just put everything else aside and let it just be for us? Be us. And sometimes or an evening. Maybe yeah, it's just an evening. Maybe it's an evening. Maybe you carve out just a little bit of time and say, "This is my." You know, sometimes people will say, "Man, I'll take an undivided thirty minutes of absolutely face to face." interaction, connection, everything else turned off, nobody else but me. 
I'll take that 30 minutes over a whole day if I get you halfway, you know? And so that, again, it, it doesn't even have to be a long period of time sometime, depending on what you, what you like and what your needs are. Yeah, and this is one of those areas, in all five of these questions, you know, we talk about the need and the importance of being free to express your needs and desires to your spouse about being assertive. And so often we, I think, in relationships, sometimes both partners, maybe just one partner, they never feel free and safe to do that. To say what they would really like or need. And so at the heart of these five questions, there needs to be this level of safety and commitment that says, hey, I'm here for you, whatever you want, however crazy it may sound to be. And so if you have that, then this is a time, and I said with all five of the questions, but especially this one, be free to say how you want to be pursued. What type of intimacy are you feeling a need for? Yeah. You know, we've talked about love tank and filling up your love tank. Well, maybe there's this idea of an intimacy tank. (laughs) And, you know, it sort of goes to that thing when you say, again, you don't feel connected. You don't feel emotionally close to me. That kind of strikes fair in his heart. And... I think it can be in any of those areas. Yes, for sure. Depending on what type of intimacy you crave. And again, the cherry on the top, I think, can be, if we do it right, is the physical sexual intimacy. And, you know, it could be, you know, if you're listening and females, you may be thinking, well, if I ask my my husband that, that is going to be his answer every single time. More sex this week. Um, Which it might be. And many times, and we've talked about this a little bit, and Johnny and I have written about this a little bit, um, is the idea that sometimes for a man, but we've also clearly said this is not just for men. Some women have a stronger drive and need for that even than their their male spouse may. But I got a little frown on that. What was that? Yeah. (laughs) No, go ahead. All right. Sorry. But anyway, all right. So their husband... May, but again, being able to say that, and if that is what your husband needs, then we want to hear that. I mean, and for many times, if that is your way of feeling the most accepted, loved, cherished, wanted, desired, and that meets those deepest needs, well, heavens, you know, then we want to try to do that. Whatever that looks like, whether it is sex, whether it's something other um, form of intimacy, that we're we're meeting that need for them. So let's think about it. Let's go to what really the question starts with is how would you like to be pursued? Pursued. And I like the pursued. I like the pursued. It means it is to go at something with intent. There's that word again, being intentional. I like it. But it's literally like you don't just let things happen, but you really come up with a plan. Okay, how are we going to do this? Yeah. And because so often, you know, is the expression they talk about good intentions. Um, Good intentions get you nowhere. They really do when you think about it. I mean, you can have good intentions all day long in your brain. You mean? they really don't. They you really, said they really do. Oh, I'm sorry. They really do not do anything. They may make us feel better 
if I had a thought of yeah, doing something. I intended something, to remember your birthday. Right. I, I really intended to make time for you this week and do what you'd like to do and serve you and connect with you, but I just didn't. Well, you know what? At the end of the day, my intention to do that, if it is not carried out, it's really not worth much of anything. Okay. So that's the pursue. And then you look at the next, how would you like to be pursued in sex and intimacy? And that's, I think, a place, again, I think we can't forget that people are probably uncomfortable, I think a lot of couples, in talking about physical intimacy in just an open and upfront way. Because for so long, we were no one ever told us it was okay to do that. Yeah. And so this may be something that you've really got to learn how to do. And I'd really encourage you to go back and listen to the series podcast on married sex and, and really, man, learning how to have this conversation. And, you know, as we've said before, we've talked about it a little bit before and we talked about it, um, you know, with couples and time crunch and kids and all of those things. And this is where that you know, it's okay. It's an invitation to create scheduled events. Yeah. And whatever they may, whatever kind of intimate event you want to have, maybe yeah. it's intimate conversation, maybe or it's... Or an experience, experience, something you want to do prayer together. prayer time discussion, or even in the area of sex, it is an awesome thing to schedule it, to pursue it, to create the right atmosphere for it, and to have that longing for what you're hoping is going to be just a great time sometime during the week ahead. Okay. I like that. So what other thoughts would you give to this particular question? That you Ideas, suggestions to couples that may be listening? Um, well, again, I think you hit on an area that I, I think probably is more prevalent than maybe we realize. Even couples that have been married a pretty long time and have a good, solid relationship is the idea, do they ever talk about physically what is enjoyable, what is not? Um, what is something they um, would like to explore? What are things they don't? Um, just any kind of conversation around it. So I, I think maybe figuring out if you've never really talked about it, other than maybe probably the thing that comes up is not having it enough or we're not, or we can't make time, or we don't ever have time for ourselves, you know, something around that idea, that may be the gist of it. And so maybe figure out one way, one thing to start a conversation, you know, maybe when you enjoy it the most, is there a certain time of day? Is there a certain time of the week? Is there a certain setting that you find more enjoyable than others? Are there things that you really don't like at all? And so you might want to share that because maybe your spouse is not aware of that. Um, and so I think that's kind of nice to say. And that way it might open the door a little bit to begin to start to have some conversations around it. And that you're, again, it's, it's part of that vulnerability. And if you've never talked about this, like any other subject that you haven't talked about and really shared with your spouse, it might feel a little uncomfortable at first, but I think if you can crack the door on it and begin to have a little conversation and it feels safe and you're respected and you're treating that with the 
utmost dignity and honor that they would be willing to share this with you. I think that's that's really cool. Yeah, and so as we sort of wrap up our series on the five questions, just some things that come to mind after listening to you say that. I think in I think I probably I shouldn't be, but I'd probably be surprised at how many of you take each of the five questions and how seldom we ever actually ask our partners those same questions. If we aren't if we don't intentionally set out to do that. Yeah. You know, I just don't know how many couples are going and asking their spouse, well, how did you feel love this past week? <laughs> and yet that's a hugely important question. Yeah. It's figuring out, okay, where are we? Are yeah. we where we need to be? Um, inviting somebody to tell you, how can I serve you this week? How can I love you this week? Maybe the one that people do, maybe they're asking how I can pray how for I can you. I pray. I think And, and I'm hoping so, they are. Yeah. And definitely the last one, how can I pursue you in sex and intimacy, is one that I think that in each of these, there may be this level of, like you said, of of reticence, of being uncomfortable about expressing yourself in that. And it's a learned process. So you start small, but then gradually, I think it's almost like when you meet somebody for the first time, you're sort of just sort of feeling your way and checking things out, testing the water, so to speak. And there may be some of that that you need to do with this. But I think the key is to do it again and again and again, to make this kind of conversation between you and your spouse, the five questions, just a habit. A couple of last things I'd like to say, if I may. Um, Even if not, I have a microphone, so I'll keep going unless he silences me. Um, One of the things is... I can't do that, actually. Yeah, he probably could. Um. One idea is, you know how when you've got people in your lives and maybe they have something going on and you would, you're praying for them maybe, you'd love to do something for them, and it's one of those, I don't really know, I, I, I wish I knew. You know, that usually feels terrible because you, you'd like to love on them, to minister to them, to do something for them, but sometimes we just don't know. This is sort of the same way in our marriage, but we're giving permission and opportunity for each other to say this is what it would look like for me. So I think that's really awesome. The other thing I would say is if you're listening again and you are thinking, my spouse is not going to do this, they're not going to ask these questions, they're not going to have this dialogue, then I would challenge you, if you're listening because you're interested and you want to see things improve in your marriage, even if your spouse doesn't want to do this, you st- or reciprocate, you start thinking about how could I ask this? And maybe you vary the way you say the question, but you be intentional about saying, what could I do for you this week that might be helpful? Is there any way that I could serve you? Would there be any, I guarantee you, you're going to shock somebody yeah. if you say, how could I, um, how would you like to be pursued this week sexually? Hello. I mean, that's pretty powerful. I mean, so I'm, I'm just challenging you. If you're listening and you're thinking we're not in this together yet, you don't have to wait till they're totally join you. One of you take the first step. Be intentional about trying to see if this won't begin to break down some barriers. And the last thing I would say is if you take this to heart and you decide we're going to do this, we're going to start asking these questions. 
I want to challenge you that you think about where you are today, this week that you're here in this podcast, and I want you to write it down somewhere. And a year from now or six months from now, I want you to look at it and say, where's our marriage? Where are we as a couple? And I bet you donuts, you're going to be able to say. Krispy Kreme? Yes, you call us and we'll have some shipped to you. Um, I think you're going to be able to say we're at a different place because we have taken a few minutes every week. We've asked some intentional questions and then we followed up and done it. And I think we are further along in our journey toward intimacy and great delight in our marriage because of this. Amen, sister. Or wife, sister wife. That's what they call her in Song of Solomon. Um, The reason we do this podcast, the reason we do our ministry is because we've been in dark places with our marriage before. We have been challenged in a lot of ways from the death of our son, death of a friend, to even just sometimes feeling like, you know, we're roommates in the same house without having a marriage kind of relationship. And yet God took us out of that. And God brought us to a place where literally we delight in each other and just being with each other and being around with each other and working with each other in every way you can imagine. Which I would have told you 25 years ago. Would never happen. I, I could not have fathomed it. And we want other couples to experience what God's allowed us to experience. And so on that note, hey, stay intentional. Hey, try the five questions. Start doing it on a regular basis. Challenge God to see what he wants to do. There is no bigger cheerleader for your marriage than God is. The whole relationship is his idea, and he wants yours to be the best it can be. And so our challenge to you is, uh, hey, do the five questions and just keep on forging.